Have you heard about our WGT challenge that we're doing? I bet you you have because I say that every day and you listen to this podcast. But you got to get in on it. It's a fun way to interact with us. It's a fun way to compete against us. It's a fun way to get in on everything we're doing here at DNVR Broncos. And it's a fun way to win a prize. If you get closest and... You're going to have to get really, really close, like inside the hole close to win this week as uh, there's some stiff competition. But if you get closest, you're going to win a prize. And even if you just want to be like 180 feet away from the hole, well, that's fine too because that's going to be an entry into our grand prize drawing, which is tickets to a game or a jersey of your choice. So go to freewgt.com today and download the app and start playing with us. This week's hole is Pebble Beach number one. Broncos country is Sitting in the south stands Drinking the courage from mile high The best part of the weekend Hugging the perfect stranger As they become a friend Having a good time when the orange and blue W.I.N. Welcome in to the DNVR Broncos podcast, which is presented every single day by the good folks at Strava Craft Coffee. And make sure you use the code BSN2019. We will get a new code eventually, but we're going to stick with that one for now to receive 20% off your order at Strava Craft Coffee. It's CBD-infused coffee, and as they say at Strava, drink deeply, which could also work for Breckenridge Brewery. Um, But welcome into the podcast. If you are watching live, we are here at Studio A at DNVR headquarters. It's beautiful. We love it. You can check it out uh, on Twitter if you haven't seen it, if you're just listening on iTunes. Um, But lots to talk about today, boys, and we're on a time crunch here at the office as there's many other podcasts going live from this very studio today. So let's jump right into it. Good news for the Broncos. Melvin Gordon will be back for the time, but then they play them. (laughs) Good news. Uh, Well, you know. (laughs) Depends on the perspective. Is that what you're saying? Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, it's, it's reported today that he is going to report. A lot of reporting going on uh, to Chargers headquarters this week. And we'll be back in time to play the Denver Broncos. Just in time. And what what would be great from a Broncos perspective is if he showed up the Friday before they played the Broncos. But... That's not what's going to happen. It appears that he's going to show up this week, not play this weekend, and then have a full week with the team. So I know there's a lot of people that are showing up in my mention saying, he's going to be rusty. He's not going to know the playbook. He's not going to know what's going on. And I say, I don't think so. But what does this really change for the Chargers? I mean, it's another running back in the stable, but Austin Eckler and Justin Jackson have been productive for them. They've combined for over 300 rushing yards. Justin Jackson is averaging 7.9 yards a carry right now. On how many carries? On 18. And Austin Eckler, one of the running backs that is the pride of the state of Colorado, 160 yards on 38 carries, 4.2-yard average. But also Eckler averaging 10.9 yards per catch. Where the Chargers need help, it's not at running back. It's a nice extra bonus to have the guy who was your number one running back last year back in the fold. But... I think part of the reason he's returning to the fold, quite frankly, is that uh, 
his value is dropping in part because the Chargers are showing they don't need him. The L.A. Chargers, I almost said San Diego, have 100 problems, but running back isn't one of them. Gives him a lot of depth there now with Gordon back, but doesn't make him a measurably better team. But Mace, here's the thing. Speaking of Colorado running backs, it's like getting, it's like having Philip Lindsay, aka Austin Eckler, and then adding Melvin Gordon, and then being able to use Philip Lindsay anywhere on the field. And I would fully expect the Chargers to do that instead of just having Austin Eckler take a back seat to Melvin Gordon, have him take the slot. Have him be outside. Have him do two back sets. Have him do everything because he can do everything. I believe in the first two weeks, he became one of like three running backs in the past 20 years to have back-to-back weeks of 55 rushing yards and 65 receiving yards in each game. So it shows you he can do anything. So, boy, if I'm the Chargers, I'm saying, welcome back, Melvin Gordon. You're our running back. And Hello, Austin Eckler. You are our weapon, and you're going to be on the field at all times. Can he play tight end? That's what they need right now. <laughs> the, the thing here is uh, it's always better to have good players than to not have good players. <laughs> and Melvin Gordon is a very good player. That's going to be a problem for the Broncos. And speaking of players who are going to play, who aren't going to be traded, or at least so it seems at this <laughs> point, we're getting eerily close to another week where Jalen Ramsey is still a Jaguar. And that's going to be another problem for the Broncos this week. Yeah, and maybe he'll be a bigger problem for the Jaguars. He was sick of whatever flu disease sickness you want to you want to say he had on Monday and Tuesday. Showed up to that Roby disease. (laughs) Showed up to the team today, and now won't practice today with some hamstring soreness. Really, Uh, lower back soreness. I think I even heard something about a shoulder hurting. Is he going to claim some kind of gastrointestinal <laughs> illness next? Just go through all the colors of the feel-bad rainbow? Is that Jalen Ramsey at this point? That'll probably be next Monday and Tuesday if he's still on the team. Hey, maybe he's got to save that for another right. week. He's got to go through all this because it's a long way to the trade deadline if he wants out. Jaguars not showing an inclination to trade Jalen Ramsey at this point, but well, he may force their hand. Well, uh, if you're the Jags, why would you make any moves if you aren't if, if it's not you know on your terms because when someone demands a trade you're always going the teams that are trying to trade for him are always going to feel as if they have the leverage because they know that this guy wants out so i'm sure the jags aren't getting offers that are enticing to them yet so why would they rush and yet, just keep waiting and yet we're in an era where minkin fitzpatrick just netted a first round pick now obviously jalen ramsey is a is a different point contract wise than minkin fitzpatrick attitude wise yes but he's also at a different point in terms of quality of play. Jalen Ramsey, in a proper locker room, a locker room that's got a lot of leadership that can, you know, that can handle a personality like that, Jalen Ramsey is top two or three corner in this league. We played GM yesterday. Let's play it again. Not for the Broncos, but what would you trade to get Jalen Ramsey right now? Not for the Broncos, just, so just we can only team. do picks. Let's say you're the just, forty, you're the Forty right, right, You're three and zero right now. You've got some cap space. You're putting together something you feel is special. What would you give up? It just depends on how you feel about your locker room. If you feel that he can come in and just fit in and get in and and be happy right away, then and you have your quarterback, then you can trade it first. The key thing for the Forty ers is they have Richard Sherman too. And that's the kind of personality that might be able to keep Jalen Ramsey in check. So you were a little hesitant on the first, though. You're saying a first, kind of the most. 
Yes. Because the Jaguars are asking for two first-round picks. And, and you're, and you're, you're shaking your head because I, I agree with you. I do not think they're going to get two first-round picks for him. But I'm just uh, on your same wavelength that I don't think a trade is happening anytime soon with that. I think he's going to be on the team on Sunday. But will he be on the field? Adam Schefter said he would be blown away if Jalen Ramsey was on the field. Yeah, I don't expect him to play. So now they're going to do the whole conservation, you know, Anthony Davis, don't let him get hurt before we trade him type of thing. But what I'm confused about is he came out with these, this trade request last exactly. week and he played in the game. So what? why change it this week? I, 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 I'm I not as well, sold that he won't play on Sunday. Well, he threatens his trade value if he gets hurt. And he knows that. So maybe he's blowing up these injuries, not the Jag, not the Jaguars. Sure, Normally, sure. you'd see a team that wants to trade a guy, pull pull a guy off. We see at the trade deadline in baseball all the time. If there's a trade about to go down, okay, said player isn't going to be in Hug the watch. lineup. Yes, couldn't it be like Vaughn though, but where Vaughn's value is as low as it's ever been, and if Vaughn goes out and has a three sack game, then he he's Vaughn again. He he's back up to to the high value. What about Jalen? Right now, his value is as low as it's ever going to be. Maybe the Jags and Jalen say, come on, go, go out and have a great game. Then teams will want to trade feud. Then we can get value for it, and we'll get rid of you. The other thing with the Jaguars, if demanding two ones, think about the teams that would trade for Jalen Ramsey. These are teams that expect to be playoff teams. Right. So they're not going to do it for a single first-round pick that could be anywhere from 21 to 32. But if you're Jalen Ramsey, you're like, why would I need to improve my value? I'm already the best cornerback in the league. Well, then enjoy Jacksonville because you're going to be here for a while, son. <laughs> I, I mean, Jacksonville, you should enjoy Jacksonville. <laughs> nice weather. Where Biggest d- city. Okay, so it's, it's, the, it's basically a Georgia city in Florida. Yeah. Yeah. Most, yeah. Still warm. Um, let me ask you this. Two questions. You know, the Broncos question or the NFL question first? Hit me with the let, – let's go broad. All right. Where does he end up? Oh. And when? There's only one – I mean, Patriots? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Mace? San Francisco. That would be – I mean – That makes sense. They have Sherman. Akella Witherspoon is playing well. That would be a nasty secondary. Final piece of the puzzle is how they'd view it. What about Cleveland. Ooh. They've had uh, a lot of injuries in that secondary. I-, I would want to watch Cleveland practices if Jalen Ramsey <laughs> and OBJ are out there at the same time going He's, against each other. Freddie, K- Freddie Kitchens is already in over his head. You really want to throw that yeah. onto his plate as well? I- I'm starting to think Freddie Kitchens is not the personality to handle a locker room full of combustible parts. Who would have thought? Like he possesses. Yeah, a guy who's <laughs> never been a head coach before. Yeah, one-time coordinator. And I mean, I don't mean to put too much on the way a guy looks, but doesn't he look like they just somebody they just plucked out of the dog pound and put on the sideline? One hundred percent. And I feel like he's just about as good of a coach as someone right out of the stands. Um, Let's do the draw play on fourth and nine. That's a good idea. Don't count out the Eagles either. Mm. They've been in win now mode for a while now, and they have a strong locker room full of uh, you know veteran players who are smart and they got a quarterback and they can do all those things. You're smirking like you know something. Oh, I just like the Eagles. <laughs> um Okay, the, the Broncos question. How does does the result 
of the game, and I'll start with you, Mace, does the result of the game change based on whether or not Jalen Ramsey plays on Sunday? I think they win anyway. The Broncos. Yes, I think the Broncos win the game anyway. Positive vibes Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> well, if they don't win this, I mean, the consequences are disas- are disastrous for what they believe they can be. But they are fundamentally a, a better team than the Jaguars, even with Jalen Ramsey out there. Jaguars' defense is pretty good, though. You can scheme away from Ramsey. It's still a good defense all around. I, I think it, it very much impacts the game. Uh, it I impacts do. the game, but I think it, the different it goes from Broncos win a close one to Broncos maybe win by eight to ten points. Eight to ten points. Do you have them putting up twenty on this Jags defense, or is it going to be eight to ten to zero? <laughs> I have them. I have them inching their way to twenty. Yes, this. Uh, if I'm picking a score right now, I reserve the right to change it. I'm saying twenty to ten. Wow, they break the threshold. The offense is explosive. They meet the threshold. They don't break the threshold. You got to go over twenty to break it. I think the threshold's 19 and a half right now. <laughs> wow, 20 points. That final frontier. So let me let, let me ask you a question. Oh yeah, bring them in. We love that. Well, Super Bowl 50 action. And, and the right best here? part I was just going to say that's my favorite. This. this is the Emmanuel Sanders bobblehead, but there was an error on the line and so he's identified as Shane Ray. Shane Ray and Emmanuel Sanders. They that's a some, one and only right there. They have some things in common. They like to talk. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, wh- so, I, so I have a question for you guys. Who impacts the game more? Jalen Ramsey playing against the Broncos or Melvin Gordon playing against the Broncos? Ramsey, definitely. Mm, definitely. <sighs> Again, the Chargers are running the ball effectively without Melvin Gordon. And I know, you, you, Zach, you, you're using Austin Eckler as a chess piece, and, and they may do that, but... I don't think the Chargers' offense improves that much with Melvin Gordon. What the Chargers need is a tight end right now with Hunter Henry on the shelf. That's what they're missing. Positive Vibes Thursday last week really uh, has come back to bite me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I used up all my Positive Vibes, and now I'm, I'm, I'm struggling to get them back. I'm just, in my head, I'm just like, uh, it doesn't matter, <laughs> either one. Like Until the Broncos can actually score some points, I just... Like, I don't think they could score 20 points this week. I think if they're going to win, they're going to have to hold them. They, they average 15. I think they're going to score about 15. They're going to have to hold the, the, the Jags and Gardner Minshew to 14. So you're saying, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, three times, four times, five times, six times, seven times, shame on me. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, I mean, what, I have absolutely no evidence that tells me they're going to score this week. I have no evidence that tells me that, you know, Jacksonville's defense has looked really good. It's not as if, oh, well, they're finally getting a break. Like The pass rush has looked really good in particular. It's now, good granted, that the Broncos have great tackles. Yeah. Now, granted, great interior, guys. A lot of it came against Marcus Mariota, whose internal clock in the pocket appears to be malfunctioning. A stopped clock is right twice a day, but that's it. That's kind of where Marcus <laughs> Mariota is in the pocket right now, so that doesn't help, but... The Jaguars were getting performances from guys who have done bupkis. I mean, you're, they're getting, you know, they're getting sacks from Dewan Smoot, who hadn't done anything before that Thursday night game in his career to that point. So, who has a better pass rush, Green Bay or Jacksonville? I'm going with Green, Green Bay. Bay because Green Bay. It's, they're more proven commodities. I've got to see 
the Jaguars do it again. And, of course, they may do it again on Sunday against the Broncos. <laughs> and if that's the case, my 20-10 to 10 prediction is going to be sadly, terribly <laughs> wrong. All right, last Jalen Ramsey question. Does he play or does he not? I think he does, even though another Adam Schefter tweet just came out in the last five minutes saying, you know, it, it doesn't look good that he's going to play. I just think I just think he will. Going to say no. I, uh, it's – yeah, positive vibes again. <laughs> I don't. I can't find. I'm just like, yeah. The last second, they're gonna be like, oh, he's playing. Right. Yep. He's gonna have two picks and <laughs> a pick six, and, a and then he'll be traded for for uh, a first and a second on Monday. Oh, it's it's all good news around here. Um, why don't we quickly take a break to tell you about Breckenridge Brewery? <laughs> uh, it's. They're the king of beers. We're just keep stealing <laughs> other people's slogans and giving them. They're the king of beers. They have the champagne. But of I beers, think they, they're I, damn good beers. I think they approve of the king of beers as a slogan, though. All oh, right, it's the same uh, under the same, same yeah. big corporate family. <laughs> yep, uh, we've been drinking the Colorado Core around here at the office, and you know what's great about being in the office? We get this beautiful Studio A set. We also have a fridge full of Colorado Core just in the room right next to and us. And I was just thinking you were going to say there's a nice view out the window <laughs> over there of a little uh, uh, Colorado open space. But, yes, it's got the best of both worlds with that cooler out front. Mm-hmm. So get yourself some Colorado Core. It's champagne meets beer meets cider meets Jesus. And <laughs> it just doesn't get much better than that. So Breckeridge beers, check them out. Uh, and also... If you're looking for other ways to enjoy an evening or a warm morning, however, you know, it's up to you. Check out the Green Solution, which has 17 Colorado locations and an express checkout to get you in and out as fast as possible. Get on your phone right now. Go to their website, mygreensolution.com. Order your flour, concentrates, edibles, and topicals online and head to the closest Green Solution for pickup. Use code BSN20 for 20% off your entire purchase. All right. Well, got plenty of questions on the very first day. DNVR Broncos podcast and why don't we hop right into those now and, and get this thing rolling first one coming in from typical Trev says oh he wants this to be read as one of the last questions a good way to not get your question read last <laughs> is to comment first but we'll do it for you we'll see if we can remember that he says so next one coming in from hey mace USF has lost eight straight FBS games ah. that's the username he says so now that BSN is now DNVR can you tell us what BSN stood for? Nope. <laughs> that is highly, highly concealed information. It is. It's true. And the only way you can find out is to come to a watch party or the BSN Open or <laughs> another get-together. Oh, we have a tailgate this weekend for the Jaguars game. We will be partnering with the Sons of Mile High, who we share something in common. We are both Westward winners. Mm -hmm. uh, nice. Us. Best local sports podcast, them, best tailgate. So, do we know what lot it's in that we can share? We do. And by we, I mean people that aren't me. <laughs> okay. But we will share Because I'd that like soon. to know where to go. Uh, I'll, <laughs> next time you go on like a long diatribe, I'll look it up and okay. I'll get it for the people. Uh, but History lesson. If you come to there, maybe you can find out what, what BSN stood for back in those days long, long ago. Um, the next one here comes in from Count Flacula, the legend. It says, Mace, 
That story about the Broncos' last tie, read with the sizzle of your soothing delivery and sophisticated articulations, roused me from the blackness of these post-loss dark times like a Chris Harris pick six or a Von Miller strip sack used to. You are a conjurer of all things righteous and hilarious and momentous. If you promise to perpetually pen these pot boilers throughout all the permutations of your tenure at DNVR, I'll be a patron of this pod in perpetuity which in my case could be another 700 years without even trying. <laughs> Thank you for your words, as always, The Count. I'm the count. a fan of alliteration, by the way. That's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, The Count, and people for since people can watch this one, you, you had Mace blushing through that one. Yes. Well, I, I enjoyed reading The Count's message to us yesterday as well. It always makes me feel good about myself <laughs> when I read something from The Count. From Sausage Sanga Harry, what are your thoughts about the addition of downtown Fred Brown to the active roster, given Fangio's reluctance to play guys lower on the depth chart. Hopefully we see a few completed deep shots of game to, the, to confirm the moniker downtown and jumpstart the whole team out of the doldrums. We've reached the point where we're talking about downtown Fred Brown. <laughs> as, Being uh, a season saver? <laughs> he's a beacon of hope at this point. Yeah. Oh, boy. That he's would the be, sixth wide receiver. That would be and not good news for Juwan Winfrey. Downtown Fred Brown, active or inactive? Inactive. Inactive. All right, that's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't confirmed this, but there were some teams sniffing around him. Mm. Mm. Yep. Sniffing. You, you don't always want to. That's that's the word around the campfire. You don't always want to sniff around the brown. No, oh my gosh! Oh. Next one coming in from Warmac fourteen. He says, "Hey guys, congrats on the rebrand. We could have had McLaurin instead of Draymond Jones. I hate Flacco's body language, as I voiced, but I wasn't impressed with his third down head first dive. Was I was impressed with his third down head first dive to get a first down. At least it showed some want to. I'm always a fan of the quarterback sneak on third and short or fourth and short. The quickest, easiest way to get that one yard." As long as the quarterback is willing to put himself at the risk of physical harm, and if he is, you go ahead and do it. What's the opposite of, of sneak? Because quarterback sneak involves... I just mean like that involves like some sneakiness, a little bit of... Right. Uh, you got to be like light on your feet to sneak around. What's the word for, annou- for announcing your arrival with, say... A bugle call. Basically, you're <laughs> telegraphing it. Right. I just, by the time that uh, Joe Flacco decides to run, there's nothing sneaky about it. <laughs> but I did, I did appreciate him uh, putting his shoulder down and, and getting that first. What about the body language thing? Because that was something interesting. And I was having a conversation with uh, a keen observer on Sunday night after the game as I was uh, driving back to the airport um, and driving through Wisconsin. And noticed the same thing about kind of Flacco's body language that he it was not what you wanted to see and I said you know there are some times where you bring in a, a player who's established himself with another team and the guy looks perfect in the new uniform and other times where he doesn't and the body language I think is what has the most to do with that I mean Peyton Manning obviously successful but he looked natural when he put on the Bronco uniform I don't think Joe Flacco quite looks right in that Bronco uniform and I think the body language has something to do with it he just uh, he still just looks like the new guy, like to yeah. your point. He just kind of like Kareem Jackson looks like he fits in that uniform. Yep. Do you think it will ever change though? I mean, you say he's the new guy. I think he's always going to look like that. I think he probably looked like that, and and, and fans in Baltimore felt that way because nah, Joe... he looked. I mean, he got to where it was pretty quick as a rookie. I remember watching him, thinking, okay, yeah, that's just he's a Raven. That just it looked like who he was. But it's part of it when you have the perception of. That player in one uniform, 
sometimes, yeah, it takes some time to adjust to seeing him, but you know, I don't I didn't get that feeling with Cream Jackson. I don't get that feeling with um some other players who've changed teams. I mentioned Peyton Manning, but even, you know, Emmanuel Sanders when he came to Denver didn't I'd seen him in Pittsburgh for four years. But he, here's didn't what look, it here's didn't what look it unusual boils, him in, with him in Denver. Here's what it boils down to is people didn't say uh, Peyton's Peyton. You know, he's just gonna be who he is, and people didn't say that about Mano. People didn't say that about Cream. Joe, Joe's Joe. We've we've heard it from Vic. We've heard it from Rich. We've heard it from his teammates that he's going to be this kind of just melodramatic guy when it's good, when it's bad. Wait, he's. Mellow, dr- maybe I should say calm. Mellow yeah. and not dramatic. <laughs> yes, mellow and not dramatic. And he just—he's just going to be this calm guy, and it's going to piss people off when they're doing bad, and he's calm. He's also going to look like a boss when he's calm, and and the Broncos are doing well. Is he ever going to get that chance? Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> well, and if you go by passer rating, there are a lot of metrics to use. Let's just. Go with pass rating because it's in front of me right now on NFL.com stat site. Among the let's see, among the among the quarterbacks that have thrown at least twenty attempts so far this year, Flacco's passer rating is twenty third, eighty seven point four. So basically, isn't that what you were expecting? Yes, lower yep. middle tier of starters. Yep, that's what he was in Baltimore. That's who he's been so far over the course of the last three games. Of course, passer rating also doesn't include sack rate, doesn't include fumbles. Certainly the late-round acquisition that was Gardner Minshew couldn't be, I don't know, half that number, could he? 110.6. <laughs> oh, but, but in the rankings, Flacco's 23 and he's what? That would put him, let's see, that put him eighth hmm. among the quarterbacks with at least 20 attempts. Hmm. The stash has power. <laughs> it's playing great, and, and they're just not asking him to do anything that he can't do, and I love that, and that's going to be it really bad for the Broncos because what he can't do is sit back there and throw bombs. Doesn't this success he's having also provide a template for teams bringing in these air raid quarterbacks of whom there are questions about whether they can make all the NFL throws? The Jaguars are giving him a scheme, giving him an offense that is tailored to what he does best. They're not asking him to play beyond himself. They're not jamming the square peg into a round hole. You can apply this to other positions, for example, like the Broncos asking Noah Fant to block Khalil Mack. You've, you've no, got, don't do that. Play, play to the strengths of your players. You've got to stop, Mace. You're making too much sense. That is a novel idea, Mace. <laughs> Playing to players' <sighs> strengths. I, I've had a lot built up over the years, as you can tell. I, I am, I am blown away uh, by that idea, and it's not. I'm not. <laughs> I know. Taking a shot at you. I'm taking a shot at NFL teams. Like, <laughs> yeah. oh, we don't like air raid quarterbacks because we want them to play under center. It's like, no, take an air raid quarterback and let's. Put them in the freaking air raid. And there are more of these quarterbacks and, and players used to that offense coming up, so it's part of how offense in the NFL is going to evolve based on the strengths of the players who are coming into the NFL. All right, next one here is from Vaughn, father of Tom. Hey, guys, haven't commented in a while, and I for sh- and I for sure have been listening to every single pod. Just wanted to say that I appreciate your pods so much. You guys keep me focused while studying and doing homework. Makes me feel like we're boring. We should we should keep we should take your focus. All eyes on us. Uh, he says my mornings are so much better th- uh, with you. They give me an extra boost throughout the day. Listening to you guys makes me more calm for the day, relieving me of stress given from an upcoming test. Your coverage of the team is amazing. I can't wait to see what the DNVR era brings to this outstanding family. Your young, your unofficial youngest sub, Vaughn, father of Tom. We love you, Vaughn, father of Tom, and boy. 
Who knew that we were good test prep material? Well, we're helping calm him down, so Vaughn Father of Tom is mellow, not dramatic. <laughs> Maybe. Do you think we're also now his wake-up alarm when... Wake up. Oh my god. <laughs> wake up, wake up, wake Run! up. Wake up. <laughs> From T dubs. Well boys, it sounds like I need to go get my BSN tattoo covered up now. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All jokes aside, guys, it's I like a pinup girl. It's just vintage now. Yeah, it's true. I mean look at in Tampa, for example, they no longer have the Bucko Bruce logo. But look how it sells. I just bought a Bucko Bruce throwback hat last week. Can't it has value. I can't wait to see you wear that one. <laughs> I'll, I'll wear it. I'll bring it in on camera one time when we're doing it over here. All jokes aside, guys, I love the rebranding, and while it'll take some time to get used to, I'm looking forward to seeing where this goes. Thank can't, you. Couldn't agree more. Love it, and it is going to take some time to get used to. Mile High Hitman chimes in and says, I want to flip a narrative. Defense is our strength, so should lead the charge. Maybe offense just needs defense to stop first drive and get a few takeovers to give offense short fields to get them started. If Flacco and company got 14 easy points off short fields last week instead of Rodgers, then Denver would have had the lead and defense could have pinned their ears back like they wanted. Defense should lead to offense for this team to kickstart the positive feedback loop. Goodbye, BSN fam. Hello, DNVR fam. You know, there's something I have to say, though, about the notion that you have to be ahead and playing in front to get sacks and takeaways. I saw Washington getting take, getting a takeaway from Mitch Trubisky in the second half, and they were hopelessly behind. I see teams getting sacks and takeaways when they're behind in game after game after game. I'm not buying this as an excuse. We hear this from the coordinators. We hear it from the head coach. We hear it from John Elway. This week, just John Elway said that, and it makes me want to rip all of the hair on my body out, including my nose hairs. Just pluck them out one at a time (laughs) until I'm crying like a baby. I hate this excuse. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. You don't have that many hairs to worry about. Like chest hair, you don't have to worry about. Face hair, you don't have to worry about. So I didn't go extreme enough? Well, you put it off your head, right? I mean, so... Like in the 40-year-old version, you're having that wax thing, but you're putting it on your scalp. (laughs) Kelly Clarkson! (laughs) Maybe that is extreme. Uh, (laughs) The whole thing is a joke, and and I can't believe it's still happening. Yep. Like, can't we... Like, Patrick Smythe, can you just talk to these people and say, like, you can't keep saying that. It sounds really bad. It's like I was wondering last year, like, why doesn't Patrick tell Vance, stop saying good week of practice? Just just, uh, take that out of your vernacular. That's how I feel about this. Stop saying that you need a lead for the defense to work because guess what you have a bad offense so unless the defense gets its own lead by getting a pick six or two or three you're not getting a lead so you better figure out a way to make it work without that uh but to your point i think that's that's what we've been saying all along yep also if flacco and company got 14 easy points (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I well, might throw a parade. When have we talked about easy points with this team in the past eight games? They had a chance for a short field points. Remember the first drive, Deontay Spencer yep. gets them right there at the knocking at the door of field goal range. I mean, they literally don't even have to get a first down. They could have gotten a few yards and had Brandon <laughs> McManus kick and get something, and they go three and out. With yeah. really, really uncreative play calling. Did yes. they lose yards on that drive, or was it kind of even? I don't remember. I think it was just like fourth and eight or something. Uh, yeah. Yikes. It was terrible. I mean, and don't forget, that's in your 15-play script. Right. Green Bay's script looked fabulous. 
The Broncos script looked like it needed a rewrite. The script should always change. You know the rules. You cross the 50, you throw it up for Cortland Sutton. <laughs> Those are the rules. <laughs> you can change. Why wait until crossing the 50? I don't know. There's just something about the 50 that just makes it It's the right time to do it. Every time you cross the 50, I don't even care if they know it's coming. <laughs> just throw it up for them. All right, next one's from Broncos Girl 723 Love the rebrand. I was wondering why the app was going crazy for me this morning. I had a great time at the watch party. Finally was able to try some Strawberry Sky on tap. Delicious. Goes down just like H2O. Couldn't agree more. Even though we didn't have the outcome uh, from the game that we were after, my Cheesehead family was giving me all sorts of crap. And really quick, shout out to everyone that came to the watch party, including it was awesome to, to finally meet you, Broncos Girls 723, and everyone there. Yeah, it was, it was great. She says, so I had a shirt idea this morning. Dalton doing a stiff arm. Uh, Phil under the other arm with the football. And it says, can't stop us behind kind of like Nolan being Nolan. You can pay me in shirts if you use the idea. I like, it's like Dalton doing the Heisman pose. Yeah, exactly. But he's holding uh, Phil. Phil. Phil's the ball. <laughs> I think both would approve of that, too. Oh, uh, yeah. That would be hilarious. Uh, but what color would you want it to be? Because I think of the two of them working together like that. And I'm thinking something with the... The emblem from the state flag, that is a Colorado pride moment right there. The Eastern Plains and the big city coming together, working in unison for a touchdown. This is everything we as a state want to be. <laughs> it's like the Colorado core. <laughs> yeah. uh, she finishes by saying, when you're up, it's never as good as it seems. And when you're down, you never think you're going to be up again. A quote from one of my favorite all-time movies seems fitting amongst the winless start to the season. We will be back to our winning ways. We just have to have patience. Cue Guns N' Roses. You want to sing that for us, anyone? anyone? <laughs> no. All right. Love you, fam. P.S. RK, you can take an Uber to Rocky Mountain National Park. Uh, you can just hit up your personal Uber driver, me. My furthest Ooh. ride was from DIA to Vail, but both uh, Lyft and Uber are statewide. I have to remember wow. that one. Virginia Beach. DIA to Vail and an Uber? Yeah, that's, that's... That had to be... What three hundred dollars? Yep, I Round, think so. Mm, two, me. probably probably one fifty to two. Depends. Are you doing Uber? Is it uh, is it the nicer car? Is it the Uber Black or is it just the regular Uber? I don't know. I, I would ass- I would hope that you're going regular <laughs> Uber if you're going all the way to Vail. No. You're doing pool. Yeah, Uber. Po- <laughs> I'm, that's a that's a little not to uh, hurt the business there, but that's a, a hack I've learned. If you're in a place where there's not a lot of traffic, like if you do Uber Pool downtown. You're guaranteed to have some with you. Every but time. if you're like out in Centennial or something, you can just do the pool. You get the price and no one ever shows up. It's, <laughs> it's great. Wash Park's kind of somewhere in between, though, for me. So I'd, I'd probably be half half passenger, fellow passenger, half not from my neighborhood. Yep. And Zach's neighborhood, too. Yep. By the way, do we see Wash Park on here? I think it's somewhere it's on be, there. It's got to be somewhere on here. I mean, especially since Zach and I are flying yep. the flag of... Yep. Wash Park. Yep. And so is a uh, Vote, one of yeah. our yep. new additions. Exactly. <laughs> See? Yeah, it's got to be there. Virginia Beach Broncos, start Brandon Allen now. Now, bear with me, fellas. The last <laughs> comment you read yesterday from Bumpy Buffalo suggested, somewhat tongue-in-cheek, that we start Brandon Allen. I was seriously going to suggest the same thing. Just like it appears that opposing defenses have figured out how to neutralize Denver's pass rush, it looks like the same can be said about Flacco. You've outlined all his perceived lack of fire in the belly, and so while he doesn't suck, he's just not inspiring. 
Last week, I've compared Brandon Allen to Curtis Painter, the Colts quarterback in 2011. It was so bad, he ensured Indianapolis received the number one overall draft pick the following year. If you remember, both Allen and Painter were drafted in the sixth round with a 201st overall pick. But do you know what, do you know what other quarterback was drafted in the sixth round, just two overall picks earlier? Tom Brady with a 199th pick of the 2000 draft. Now, nobody believes that Brandon Allen is going to be the next Tom Brady, but guess what? Nobody believed Tom Brady was going to be a superstar at the time either, and that's the point we all know what we're getting with Flacco and the entire fan base is pining away for week nine at least with Allen there's mystery but here's the real reason you start Allen this week he's much more likely to be the next Nathan Peterman the next Tom Brady and that's a good thing most agree that Flacco will get us a few wins heading into week nine and the potential star of Drew Locke and we'll end up with a dread seven and nine six and ten or five and eleven record at the worst of both worlds start Brandon Allen immediately that will at least make the Broncos interesting for a couple of weeks and it will truly be a step in the rebuilding process starting Brandon Allen is the tank for two a move Right, yeah, I I say amen, Virginia Beach Bronco. Let's go for it. Do you okay? You say that now, kind of like the Bronco or Dolphins fans back in the summer were saying, yeah, we're all about the process, tearing down, building for the future. But then you get a glimpse of it as it actually happens, and you're like, oh my goodness, what on earth are we watching? Nathan Peterman, that's a great example. The Bills put him in, and he lasted a half when he started against the Chargers back in 2017. He was terrible. And now it's it's easy to to joke about this as as I am yeah. because the John Elway, Vic Fangio are never going to do this. But what's the difference? If you're 0-3 and you're watching competitive games as opposed to 0-3 and you're watching terrible games, when one of them's probably setting you up better for the future. And yeah, it stinks to watch, but you're still watching. They'll losing never do football. that. They no, will never do that. Of course they won't. Of course they won't. Here's the biggest problem with Brandon Allen. It's not his talent. It's not his skill level. It's not any of that. It's just that he looks a lot like Paxton Lynch. And so similar. I just can't get past that. <laughs> I get that feeling about Montez, unfortunately. Well, he doesn't. I'm talking about physical looks. Look Montez doesn't look anything like, like Paxton. But that, when you see him in a uniform, he's kind of tall, wearing number 12. He moves out around and out of the pocket the same way. I get a bad <laughs> flashback. I'm sorry. Well, I know, I know we all pa- in Boulder love him. Hey, what was Paxton's record uh, his final year at Memphis? I believe they went to like uh, t- 10 and 3. Something yeah, I'm like cool that. with that. I'm cool with that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Got the next one, Zach? Yeah, next one coming in from Iceman. He says, hey, boys, since the club is, quote, trying so hard for the DNVR mafia, can one of the coach's wives make sure the Jags game that all 63 players on the club get an orange slice and a participation ribbon? Wow. I have no idea what that <laughs> meant, but I liked it. We're down to ifs and buts and candy and nuts and moral victories going into just week number four. The excuses are these. One, Vic still looks like he is sick on the sidelines every time the camera shows him. Hold on. What was happening in that one shot they went to him? It wasn't even like a big play in the game or anything like that, and Vic was just like keeled over <laughs> on the sideline. It looked like he was ready to yak yeah fans are i mean fans got really annoyed with how vance joseph acted on sidelines they're, they're getting there quickly with Vic. do we have confirmation that he passed his kidney stone yet nope we don't we don't <laughs> would that be the longest need to, kidney stone need to get to the bottom of that one <laughs> Jeez, it, man i'm sure vic wants it to get to the bottom number two oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right does he want it to get to the, the top or the tip Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Is, is this a family podcast here? <laughs> I don't even know what's going on. <laughs> Number two, since the 49ers made the DNVR Broncos, wow, 
<laughs> he actually said the DNVR Bronx. Bronx, yeah. Br- Broncos we could go with. Yep. Um, don't really know how to finish this one. He, they made them um, look, look bad. bad. <laughs> <laughs> At their own practice facility, their home field, they are 3-0 and in regular season play, and we are 0-3, just saying. Maybe the 49ers were actually a really good team coming in. Mm, could be. Or they were just amped. Amped every game. The thing is, like, they're finally getting into a team that has talent and has been in the same scheme for long enough. Yeah, and that's the danger of of blowing it all up after this year. I think th- if this is going to work, you need to say Skangs' scheme is what we're running for the next three years, Fangio's scheme is what we're running for the next three years, and we're going to see where this goes, and you've got to be patient with it. Yep. Or, or you hire Josh Heupel. Spread it out. <laughs> Is he your next, uh, your your next Kingsbury? Maybe, mm. maybe. I I, I got to latch Wait. on to someone. Who, what about uh, Lincoln Riley? Aren't we forgetting the obvious choice here? Lincoln Riley is going to make more money and win more games in, in at Oklahoma than he ever would in the NFL. So I he has no uh, incentive. But to it's leave. well. Here's the incentive. If you want to test yourself at the highest level, and you're Lincoln Riley, it doesn't work out. You can go back to college. You can make a fortune anyway. Maybe get to move on from Oklahoma, too. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm on Ice- the Lincoln Riley train. Iceman finishes up and says, three, Mr. B, we miss your guidance of your family's team so much. Go DNVR. That's obvious. This team has missed Pat Bowman ever since he walked out the door. By the way, I'm also not I'm not pining for Vic Fangio to get fired. I just wanted to make that clear. <laughs> I just like standing college coaches with great offenses. All right, before we move on, you guys know we love supporting local businesses. It's in our blood. And we're super excited to tell you about Denver Rubber Company. And we're not talking about the rubbers that you think we might be. Denver Rubber Company is the most reliable local partner for your long-term projects. Since 1972, Denver Rubber Company has provided the highest quality of products from custom die-cut die cut gaskets literally no idea what that is molded rubber to custom contract manufacturing and custom hoses drc offers innovative solutions to serve a diverse line of industries including aerospace pharmaceutical construction medical military electronics and so much more call them today at 1-800-259-0010 or visit them at drcfirst.com and tell them that dnvr sent you next one coming in from love under love thunder down under says checking in from brisbane very down under. <laughs> Just getting the DNVR in there by emphasizing the V R N and D and very down under. Good for that. Oh, well <laughs> Says first, well done with the rebrand. As an FYI, happy to help on re recording the intro as I spent a decent part of my day in the office singing the intro, subbing in DNVR. The key is to bridge the VR together. That's what we well we kind of like Denver. No, that doesn't work. I think that's I think that's what they're saying though. Yeah. Because it's it's basically one syllable from Denver. D Denver. No, you just have to do D N V R. That's what we did. Yeah. I thought we we did that. That's like that's the bridge. (laughs) Exactly. Second, there is a part of me that thinks we need a degree of perspective and appreciation for what the franchise has done. Let's stick to recent history for the moment. We witnessed one of the greatest all-time quarterbacks come to town, and Elway built a historically dominating offense, which went to a Super Bowl and which was massacred, but stay with me. Two years later, we won a Super Bowl with a historically good defense. We won the division five years in a row. 
That's all in the last eight years. It's a rough time, but we've had some amazing things to be proud of. How many franchises still don't have one Super Bowl win? I'm saying that happy to give the zero tolerance for losing is what got us those championships in the first place. Cheers, kicking and screaming. Love Thunder Down Under. Got an answer for us yet, Mace? How many zero Super Bowl franchises? Seven in the AFC alone. Um, oh, my God. In the NFC, everyone in the East has won it. In the North, Minnesota hasn't won it. Detroit hasn't won it. In the South, um, Carolina hasn't won it. Atlanta hasn't won it. In the West, Arizona hasn't won it. Everyone else has. So that's 12. 12 of 32 teams haven't won a Super Bowl. That is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. The Broncos have won three. Three in, in the, the last, last quarter century. 22 years. <laughs> yes. So. Question. Th- yeah. The, the, the Bronco fan base has had it good and right now. If you're a Bronco fan under the age of 50, basically, the team being a, a sustained failure is something new. If John Elway sold his soul to get Peyton Manning and can never have football success again, was it worth it? Well, you'd have to ask him if that were the case. Yes, absolutely. I mean, you're talking about eternal absolutely. damnation if you believe in that sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the fans would probably say, well, absolutely, yeah, but they're not worried about the internal damnation like the person who sold his, his or her soul is. is real I just meant like for Broncos fans. Oh, the fans would say, absolutely, go ahead and do it. Right, because then you it's just not move their on soul. And yeah, you just... You're not living with the consequences of that for all eternity, again, if you believe in that sort of thing. Uh, I know the Count believes in eternity in that way. <laughs> yes. um, next one here comes in from Dan Burke. Mace, the right-hand man to Chris Ballard is Ed Dodds, who is widely considered the best talent evaluator in the league and an extremely hot GM candidate name this year and every year. I've never heard of him, so. Uh, Well, part of it is he doesn't draw attention to himself. Okay. Only thing is that he's in a great situation right now as an assistant GM and also really doesn't like the spotlight. So I can't see him being the GM to rebuild the Broncos, and a lateral move to assistant GM here is almost uh, completely out of the question. No lateral moves are happening. No. Especially not at that level. Yeah, I'm not necessarily on the fire Elway train, although I would welcome a step down from the day-to-day responsibilities and for him to be more of a figurehead. But something that people who cover the draft always bring up is that the Broncos have one of the smallest front offices in the league. There's not many people with input, and if Elway and Russell are usually on the same page, there's not much flexibility in terms of what players they like. Brian Heimerdinger is someone who, I, who would make sense as in, a, in an addition to the front office. He already has a relationship with Elway, and they can bond over their mutual hatred of Adam Gase. <laughs> <laughs> Heimerdinger's Jets never drafted that well, although people put that more on Mike McCagnin. McCagnin. Yeah. McCagnin. Uh, but was once considered one of the better tal- talent evaluators when he was working with the Rams, so I wouldn't hate it. Yeah, the Broncos have always had, w- with Elway, have always had a small front office, and over the years they've lost people and they haven't really replaced him. And it's it's been perplexing. I mean, just look at this year. They lost Gary Kubiak. He was he was a, a part of that front office, one of the very close guys to John Elway, and they lost him and didn't replace him. Now, a name that I would keep in mind if the Broncos do make some cha- changes on the personnel side is the uh, former GM of the 49ers and Redskins, Scott McLuhan, who, of course, had some issues off the field and has been out of football for the last couple of years. He's someone who's one, probably one of the two or three best talent evaluators walking the earth, and he's not available, and he's not with anybody right now. I just John Elway keeps a very tight circle. He doesn't trust very many people, and to me, that just means 
like once you lost Gary Kubiak, Gary Kubiak is like one of the few people that was allowed in the circle. All they've been told the last two years is how good of drafts they've had. Why would they change? Why why would they change what they're doing? They're, they won't. Yeah. I, I don't think there's going to be big changes. But the, the thing is, they're still digging out from bad drafts 15, 16, 17. So that's, and that's the problem. And again, these good drafts these last couple of years have been fixing the mistakes of past bad drafts. Like, for example... You're picking Draymond Jones, who's shown some promise, yes. You're picking Draymond Jones because you whiffed on uh, Demarcus Walker. And while he's a rotational guy now, he wasn't what you expected as a second-round pick. And if you don't have to pick Draymond Jones, if Demarcus Walker has done well, maybe you're picking, oh, Terry McLaurin mm-hmm. in round three. Yeah, I went there. <laughs> Cleavers 83, in response to the country of the day, much love from Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania, LOL. Definitely has a D, N, V, and R in there. <laughs> That's correct. Just want to say that watching the video from Spano and seeing all the changes yesterday, I got genuinely happy. Like the feeling you get seeing your best friend or family member succeed at something. So happy for you guys. Keep murdering the sports media game. Thank, Thank you. you. And, we, and we couldn't do it without you. Next one here is from Bronco Matt. Hello, gentlemen. Had a conversation on Twitter with the Skipper dude. Great guy and down to earth. Thoughts on the Broncos. I saw a post about Manning wanting a GM job. I want him to take Elway's job. Skipper's response was, Elway the GM has been much like Elway the quarterback. Dramatic wins, Super Bowl appearances, and lots of passes thrown into triple coverage. (laughs) It's time for the sheriff to come to Dove Valley. Do you think he would remove Vic? I'd hope not, but maybe. Also, what kind of difference would Manning make? Keep up the great work, guys. This podcast is the only bright spot to being a Broncos fan. Wow. I don't think he'd remove Vic. I don't think Peyton Manning's walking through that door, but I don't think he'd move, remove Vic Fangio. Don't forget, Peyton and Vic Fangio actually have a pretty long history together. This goes all the way back to when Vic Fangio was first in the NFL with the New Orleans Saints. It was his first NFL job as linebacker's coach. Archie Manning was a broadcaster in New Orleans, of course, a great former Saint, but he was the Saints radio color analyst, so he was around the facility all the time. So was Peyton Manning. In fact, we all know that story about Peyton Manning getting to run a few snaps in an off-season practice against the Saints defense while Peyton was in high school, and that Saints defense was top shelf, one of the greatest linebacking cores of all time, and Vic Fangio coached them. So Peyton and Vic have known each other going back to when Peyton was literally in middle school and high school. And then Vic was the defensive coordinator of the Colts while Peyton was there for three years. So if by chance Peyton were running the team, I don't think it's going to happen. But if he if he were running the Broncos, I think he'd hang on to Vic Fangio. Tell you this, though. They would not be running the West Coast offense. Yeah, there would be a, yeah. a different offense. That's where the changes would come on the offensive side, but not at the head coach position, not on the defensive side. Next one coming in from SLC Broncos. What's going on, guys? Rough first few weeks, but I'm not discouraged. I've seen a lot of positives stemming from our young talent on offense, and Cortland Sutton has quietly improved greatly, at least in my opinion. Quick question. Have you guys ever reached out to maybe to get a player on the podcast? Maybe you already have, and I missed it, but I think that would be great. Love you guys. Let's get a dub against Uncle Rico in Jacksonville. We have had a couple players on the pod before. It's just sometimes difficult to uh, to organize, and they're not always the most reliable, even when you do organize it. <laughs> and it's probably more of an off-season thing. Yeah, I if mean, we want to get to where we have them in for a long conversation, which a podcast basically is, you'd want to do that probably at some point when they've got more time on their hands than they do in the regular season. 
Next one's from Holy Atwater. I heard recently that the Mahomes kid has his own cereal available in the local KC area. Immediately when I heard it, I laughed to myself. What would Joe Flacco's cereal be? It would be Flacco's. (laughs) (laughs) But he says, I feel like Flacco Flakes would say things on the box. Uh, if it's not in the kind that comes in just a bag, like the all fi- all the fiber, none of the flavor. Oh wow. Oh. We'll get you to the 45-yard line of your morning. Ouch. Wow. Anywho, I was led to believe that with the way the Broncos reworked Joe's deal earlier this year, if he was to be let go of next uh, season, it's dead money hit. So large, it doesn't make sense to not keep him. If that's true, do you suppose it's in the plan that by design, no matter what, Locke sits, practices, learns, and avoids the field unless injury creeps in with Joe? Example, Carson Palmer, Rodgers, Mahomes. Also, is it possible Joe becomes the highest paid backup next year? And if so, yikes on the rebuild? I got to say I'm excited for Locke. I bet his cereal has marshmallows. It's frosted and comes with a prize at the bottom of the box. Keep up the great work. Love the content. And maybe... um, and maybe more importantly, hearing you guys complain makes me feel better. I imagine us all sitting in a circle, wearing blankets or robes, sipping coffee, weeping openly, and sharing group therapy style, quote, I knew my 2019 hope hit rock bottom when. <laughs> the problem with Drew Locke is because he's a rookie in the unknown. You don't know what's in that box. For all you know, you'd open it and it's a, just styrofoam packing peanuts. And you know how are you going to eat those? It'd be better than like maggots crawling around or something. So you've got... Count Chocula was hit. Would his be Count Locula? Maybe. Oh wow, yeah, that's a tasty cereal. Wow. Why not just go full Locktober? The other thing on the contract with Joe Flacco, someone brought this up to me on Twitter last night. This notion, and it's actually a, a very good point. If the Broncos don't use that cap space they've created to get any contracts done, they can basically roll over that cap space to next year. And then if they let go of Flacco, basically it's the same it's the same thing accounting wise. Right. Right. It just gives them flexibility yeah. if they want it. You just have to say, Oh, well, there's dead money, but technically from an accounting perspective, it would all work out the same anyway. Next one coming in from Brent G says, Sup gentlemen, I can't help but wonder how we had so many winning seasons under Pat Bolin. The conversation on the pod has recently been just how John needs to embrace the fact that we need to rebuild, but I can't remember us ever having several losing seasons or needing a traditional rebuild in the past few decades. Under Pat, we seem to always be on the cusp of the playoffs and flush with talent. What gives now? How did Pat and past GMs keep us competitive year after year? Much love and go DNVR fam. Who was the quarterback for Pat Bowen's first 15 seasons as owner? Uh, what was his name again? Oh, yeah, John Elway. Yeah. And then Elway leaves, but part of what was left behind was Mike Shanahan as the head coach. And while Shanahan is the GM, let down Shanahan the coach. As we even saw up till 2012 in Washington, Mike Shanahan can put together one hell of a game plan. And we see now what his, you know, what his former assistants, what his acolytes are now doing around the NFL. Clearly, things that Sh- the concepts that Shanahan knows, understands, and teaches, they do work. And between Elway and Shanahan, those two men basically ensured that your floor here was going to be five and eleven, six and ten and that you'd bounce back quickly, as the Broncos typically did. And to your point that it felt like there, this never happened under Pat Bowen, well, it didn't. Yes, there was only one didn't. time they had back-to-back losing seasons, and it was the last two seasons, and Pat Bowen obviously wasn't the owner anymore, right. or actually the owner right. anymore. 
All right, last question here before we have to get out of here. It's from Super Bowl, and he says, I was talking with Burrito Chad the other day, of course, the, our favorite bromance in the <laughs> comment section, uh, regarding our O-line. He mentioned the hypothetical of having Nelson instead of Chubb. While I'm happy with Chubb, I got goosebumps from that idea. It goes to show you how impactful a good offensive line can have on your team. Successful teams are built from the inside out on both sides of the ball. We started doing that this past offseason, and we should double down. It's not sexy, but if we end up with a top-tier draft choice, why not further invest in the young guys like Locke, Freeman, and Phil by adding a blue-chip lineman? Tyler Biotish, center, University of Wisconsin. <laughs> you're going to use your number three overall pick on a center? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking the Broncos end up winning six to seven games still. Still Love. a top ten pick Lovely. on a center? He's good. Or they, you trade down or you trade down and get more picks because you need draft capital. Why not get whatever left tackle's coming from Wisconsin in the first round and then get him in the not second gonna round? Not going to be a left tackle from Wisconsin this year's <laughs> draft, so that's why. Uh, let me see where he went here. Uh, this should, in theory, bolster our running game. And like RK said yesterday, prevents Locke from having to run around like Baker is this year. I get it super far ahead, but I can't help but feel excited about this team's future. Positive vibes, 2K19. <laughs> Uh, P.S. I, I can see the apartment building I used to live in when I lived in Denver in the new photo on the homepage. And it's a cruel reminder that I'm stuck in D.C. instead of beautiful Colorado. Just remember, you can't, you can't spell Colorado without D.C. <laughs> guess you can't. Love it. Love it. And final one. Coming in from Typical Trev, we circled back around. He says, hi, guys. Not much a question, but a quick BSN story. I hope some listeners will find amusing. I started listening to this pod about a year and a half ago. After listening through a few weeks of episodes and getting to know Ryan and Zach's voices, I started to think the person singing both the intro and the outro songs was Zach. I went on for weeks thinking every time I started up the pod, it was Zach singing the BSN intro. It wasn't until much later that Ryan mentioned to me it's actually a band called Pleasure Horse that does both songs for the pod. I'm curious if there are any other listeners that had the same thoughts. And if you haven't, just wait till the guys cue up the outro music for this episode and see if you agree. As always, keep up the great work, guys. Go Broncos. Well, real quick, you're not the only person who thought that. <laughs> you're actually in a great company there. And I believe, without further ado, so that people can truly get the experience... <laughs> Zach, why don't you just like say one sentence and then we'll ed end the pod. Say one sentence? That's a sentence. It's getting me down, waiting up for you.
If you live in the South Metro area and have been looking for top-notch customer service, extensive beer, wine, and spirit selections, and unbeatable prices, look no further than Davidson's Beer, Wine, and Spirits. You won't find a more varied inventory anywhere else. Don't just take it from me, guys. This is Michael, and he's been shopping at Davidson's since they opened. The thing I like about Davidson's versus the competitors, it has a larger selection. And if I am going to buy Spirit, then Davidson's is usually my first choice as well because just of the size of the selection. I also like the extensive selection of some hard-to-find items. But that's not all. Every department is staffed with highly trained specialists who can help you find exactly what you're looking for. But I've always found the folks that you chat with to be knowledgeable. I've chatted with the spirit staff about different bourbons and different vodkas, and I am always chatting with the wine staff about different things and saying, I like this, what else do you have that's similar? Particularly when I go to non-US uh, wines, I find them extremely helpful in, ha in helping me find something I'm looking for. What are you waiting for? Head to either of their locations in Centennial or Highlands Ranch and follow them on Facebook to stay up to date on their latest specials.